Hello and welcome to the latest HR on the Offensive podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Howard, once again with you and once again providing you with a little bit of an interlude on today's podcast because this was a podcast that once again we recorded uh, pre-lockdown. It was recorded with Wendy Muirhead from Ceridian and it was quite a fascinating chat Wendy and I had about uh, culture, creating a culture of innovation. Uh, of course, Wendy working for Ceridian and Ceridian are a tech focused business. And so therefore the expectation is that there's quite a lot of innovation that happens within businesses like that. But how do you actually get to that point in which you're encouraging that level of creativity within your business? So we talked about that. We talked about the culture of Ceridian. It was a, a really good insight into how Ceridian go about inspiring their people. So I will hand across to myself and of course, Wendy talking about uh, creating a culture of innovation within a business. Welcome to the HR on the Offensive podcast, brought to you by Lace Partners. Hi, welcome to the HR on the Offensive podcast. My name's Chris Howard, and today I'm joined by, I'm joined again by Wendy Muirhead from Ceridian. Hello. Hello. Thank it's you just for the two of us. Just the two of us. Oh, I'm not we can make you, it don't if worry. you can, I think. I'm not sure if that's right. Maybe we'll have um, that. Well, music aside, because that's clearly not what we're doing a podcast on, I wanted to have a little bit of time with you today to talk about the culture of innovation. This is obviously a HR on the offensive podcast and we focus on uh, HR and interesting topics in HR, but as a tech organization that you work for, Ceridian, yeah. I wanted to have a chat about culture of innovation, but before we delve into all of that and your thoughts on that particular topic, and I've got some questions I can just fire at you, okay. um, perhaps you can give us a little bit of an overview as to who you are, what you do, your life at Ceridian, a bit of background maybe even before Ceridian or up to when sure. you joined Ceridian and all of that jazz. Okay, thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me back. We had so much fun last time, so it's a real <laughs> honour to be back with you. I'm Wendy Muirhead. I am the Vice President at Ceridian Europe. I'm responsible and accountable for the growth strategy across Ceridian UK and Ireland and the European region. And um, yeah, this is my second stint at Ceridian, uh, all in name, but very, very different organisations, which is really exciting to try and a, educate the market on because a lot of people don't really understand how Ceridian is different these days to what it was from 10 years ago. But yes, so I've been with the firm for just over a year and have been growing out the growth strategy and having lots of great experiences with our great, amazing customer base and building on that. And we're looking for world domination. And world domination. So world domination. So just so, a small sort of aim then. Yeah. And and what I love, the thing that I love the most about it is when I, I get emails from some of our customers where they see competitors like, you know, a poster on their building or something and they get really upset and they send me emails saying, can you send us some Dayforce pictures and posters? We want to brand it. And so they're becoming brand ambassadors for us as well. So it's really exciting. But no, I do love that's That's for me the real highlight of the, the job, getting to spend lots of time with our customers. Um, so before that, I was in the cloud ERP, global transformation and HR space mm -hmm. and worked uh, with some of the, the people we call the tier one sector, yep. cloud sectors, supporting them with their success. 
and also with their overall transformation for their customer base. So I uh, spent a lot of time, got a lot of experience there in a couple of different organizations. And then I was before that seven years at what I think of as old Ceridian. And the reason I think of it as old Ceridian, whilst there's a lot of the team that still remain in current Ceridian, it was a very different organization. Mm. So Ceridian today is really driven on Dayforce. I've mentioned that already. That is our technology platform. And really the majority of our business is focused on this one platform. Whereas the old organization actually focused on managed payroll services and really sort of became, you know, originated from NatWest um, as a payments accountancy business and through lots and lots of acquisitions uh, were acquired by Ceridian. And uh, a lot of people used to think of them as centerfile because that was what they were known as before the Ceridian brand mm -hmm. took ownership. And um, they've, they've been on a journey. Uh, our CEO, David Ossip, he actually allowed Ceridian to acquire Dayforce back in 2012. So really, Ceridian as an organization has went through real transformation where the acquisitive company has transformed the legacy business that was mm. old Ceridian Corporation. And, and that's a really exciting journey. And particularly for here in Europe, um, Ceridian had divested uh, the majority of their managed services um, back in a couple of years ago and only brought their name back to the market at the end of 2018 when we were starting to launch our growth strategy on day four. So yeah. it's a really exciting journey because I'm part of a huge organization that's got an army of people and support and resources, but it feels like a new business startup yeah. because of the fact that we are doing something new in this region with amazing technology yeah. um, that is our sole focus and delighting the customer at the heart of that. Okay, so and that's interesting actually, the idea that you've got Ceridian and then Ceridian 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about innovation then because you work for a tech organisation, you've always been in that space and one of the real traits that everybody um, assumes is implicit within organizations that have tech products is this idea of innovation yeah and i'm quite fascinated i know it sounds like a bit of a buzzword when you talk about a culture of innovation putting it into simple human ter terminology because i've got a simple male brain you're a good what? company it's yeah. not male but it's still simple <laughs> but what does what does that actually mean do you think and how do you actually foster like an innovative kind of environment within a business yeah so there's two ways that i'd like to answer that Chris I mean my team are called Team Awesome right and so I think that's really important to point out they are the game changers in our industry and and I'm super proud of the talent that we have and the talent we continue to bring on at Ceridian but as I've been going through that journey of onboarding new people and a lot of this great talent has came from the industry they've worked in other organizations and what's fascinating to me is that they came and they've shared that they internally never use their own tech to do their own yeah. operating. So, you know, from that side, that just fascinates me. But I think I've kind of answered it a little bit because I think if you create a safe environment that people can bring their whole self to work and, you know, like, again, I'm super proud of Team Awesome. That That is the team that I champion for every single minute of the day to make sure that they can achieve their personal goals, their customers' goals, and, and anything that they want to achieve to be better in this industry. Mm. It's not just for the sake of Ceridian, but it's also how they're seen and represented in the industry as well. I'm like a massive champion of that. 
if you can create an environment and that allows people to be completely safe, it's amazing what opportunity that, that comes from that. Mm. Innovation is ideas. It's ideas, it's creativity, it's listening to people, it's being a voice for those great ideas. And I often think that it's not just one person that has a great idea because it could be somebody says something that's amazing and then somebody else adds to and it's it's the collaboration mm -hmm. which actually causes the genius to happen. Mm. And then the second part is how do you execute that innovation? So when you have a culture that's a safe, bring your entire free self to work, really focus on the positive impacts that you can achieve on a daily basis and then encourage that, it's quite infectious. Yeah. So people then automatically start to bring that creativity, that innovation. And and I, I think it's a real gift at Ceridian. You heard me last time say, I think it's a gift to be in the role that I'm in. Genuinely do feel that, that it's a gift yeah. because if you can try and create that environment that people have that opportunity, then not to be the voice for them, but to channel the opportunity so they can share their own voice in that idea. Yeah. That's where I've often seen bad line management versus good line management. Because yeah, yeah. we've all been there where the line manager takes the credit for everything else that's happened and can't actually articulate the detail because it wasn't that person's idea. But if you can be that champion of getting great, great talent that can just be free to have that collaboration and creativity, yeah. I think that's a great starting point for an innovative culture. So I guess that's really interesting that you say that. And two words popped into my mind. I don't know if you, you agree with this or not. But it's almost belief, belief in yourself and belief actually in your peers as well and collaboration. It sounds like yeah. quite key Massively. words really around that. Okay. Um, so in terms of in terms of that, do you do you think it's easy to spot? Is it easy to spot an individual from a from a talent perspective? Is it is it easy to spot somebody? who uh, perhaps will have the kind of traits that you could see that perhaps is you know, an innovative individual who would successfully fit the mold of working within your team or mm -hmm. you know, Ceridian or any kind of tech organization, I guess. Oh, Chris, I love that you've asked that question. I really love that you asked that Not question. Not prompted as well. Not prompted, no, no. <laughs> I, no, I do love it. And the reason why is I have a great example. So, so I head up the sales organization and you know there's many parts to that obviously marketing and alliances and but the sales team are my direct reports and there was a particular talented individual who was working in our Glasgow office and every single time I saw that talented individual in action she just outperformed in every single way mm. so whether it was welcoming customers whether it was making sure everyone was organized whether it was you know we even had David Offset come up to our Glasgow office you might have seen it on LinkedIn this individual got everybody to wear the Ceridian t-shirts Day Force t-shirts and it really demonstrated a really powerful image having the entire Glasgow operational team all sitting in Dayforce t-shirts along with David and that's his normal attire it's a Cerulean <laughs> t-shirt with a pair of jeans um, and you know just the creativity and the execution of doing that with the constant thought about what's gonna deliver for the overall business and that wasn't her job but it was just incredible seeing her in operation 
And this is a person who doesn't have any sales experience whatsoever. Mm. And when I just, the more I was watching from a distance and recognizing this person's got some amazing skills here. She's an amazing listener. She's an amazing project manager. She gets the point and she's really creative about making it happen, but she does it in a, a spirit of leading people to want to help rather than telling people what to do. And so her execution style is just flawless. And I had a little chat with her about what her career aspirations were. And she was quite keen on learning a bit more about sales, which was like, obviously, really, I was delighted to hear about it because she now works as part of Team Awesome. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think it was originally in her career path to look at sales, but the fun and the the spirit of what we were doing in the team and the more that she was seeing the sales team in the Glasgow office and, and the more we had customers and the more that she was engaging with the sales community. I think that really spiked her attention. Mm. But here is a raw talent who's got all of the amazing skill sets to be a brilliant salesperson. In fact, she could be CEO one day. I completely believe it. She's just going to learn a process. But what I love about it is that she's always thinking about what the the main customer focus is all the way through it. Mm. And that for me is really powerful. And that's what I look for in great salespeople. Mm. And that's interesting because that's within the organization as well. So we're not just talking examples of, okay, they've got to have these personality traits. Yes, clearly there are some personality traits from your part of the business, but um, being able to spot that from across other parts of the business is quite interesting as well. And does that happen very much in Ceridian that you tend to get people moving across roles or is that quite an insulate, isolated no, sort of instance? from what I've seen, I mean, I've, I've only been back with the firm for just over a year, but I've seen lots of opportunity where people have moved over as well. People have moved from and relocated from Canada. We've got a new member of the team I met just this week uh, that's moved over to our, our Glasgow operations. And, you know, he's brought his family. He's a great you know, the wealth of talent that he's bringing with loads of experience as we grow up here in the UK as well. Um, and, you know, I see that there's lots of opportunity for that. And I get, again, we, we want to encourage that across the organization. So, I mean, we'll do, we'll do regular town hall meetings and webinars. And it's really encouraged that if you want to connect with people, you can reach out to David Osset. You know, he often reminds people that you can get him at david at ceridian.com, david at dayforce.com. You can get him on LinkedIn. Well, actually, that's a really good point. Sorry to cut over you there, because one of the things I was going to say was talking about, again, this culture of innovation. How important is it that that starts at the top? I think, I think it's important to start at the top, but I think it's important to allow everyone to have the opportunity to have that access, right? So it's not just about, you know, if it's encouraged from the top down, it gives everyone the freedom to be empowered to do it. But actually, if somebody wants to reach out and look for mentorship or look to make a new connection, that is an ability that you can have. And, mm. you know, we've got full free access to the talent across the entire organization. I personally, within my team and my group, really encourage virtual coffees because especially when you're a global organization working with global bid teams, and especially if you're new to an organization, not everyone's got the luxury of working from an office space. So taking the time to be able to go and make a cuppa and have a chat with someone in the office is a great thing. But if you can't do that, then make that reality yours virtually. 
and try and still be able to encourage that. So, yeah, top down. But I also think, you know, everyone's got a responsibility for their own career path and their own, if they want to share their idea. I mean, there's we have an AHA portal, which is open to all of our customers. AHA. AHA. Yes, ah, that's where it okay. came from. <laughs> like <good>. that. <laughs> Very, good. Very lyrical. Where was the song? <laughs> I'm not going to. No, we'll edit that bit. We'll edit that bit. We do have an aha portal, and um, that's that's an area to put ideas. You know, whether it's a customer idea, whether you encourage the customers to put the ideas in, everyone votes on it. It's great because it becomes our product roadmap. Yeah, that's so, really... and that's so, where everybody has access to that. So would you say that's where Ceridian are at its most innovative by relying on the belief, we talked about belief earlier, of the individuals to then almost steer you from a product roadmap perspective? 100%. And and that's across customer base, at the heart of it. Great ideas can come from any source. And David really encourages that. That is something that, you know, coming from that technical background, you know, he's really passionate about innovation and where that's going in the marketplace. Mm. Um, so we, we heavily invest in R&D. And our R&D team, you know, we, we had our head of product that was over in the UK just a couple of months ago. Eric's always talking about his SLAs so that if a great idea comes on, he gets his team on it, talking to that person to understand it in more detail. And he's got like a 24-hour turnaround in the SLA in that, which is amazing. And again, I, th- I think that's that's really powerful for people to know that their ideas really do count. Yeah. And when you can see that, again, as an individual, it doesn't matter where you are in the organization, when you can see that you have ideas and they're being acted on, yeah, then again, it, again, I can come up with this phrase, it fosters that culture of innovation. You know, I believe that actually the company are going to do something about my ideas and they're going and, and that's going to help my peers to also recognize that and then come up with more ideas as well. As I say, great ideas come from all over the place and it's about how people collaborate together in groups. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So here's a question for you because you've been in Ceridian, uh, the first edition, and now Ceridian 2.0, as I've, as I've just Rebranded. The, <laughs> the second coming of Ceridian from your perspective. So how it's obviously a different company in terms of size as well. How difficult do you think it is to maintain that that culture of innov- culture of innovation in a business the size that you are now compared to maybe when you were first at the company? Well, is it I, more difficult? Or well, is it I the think same it's or? so much easier. And here's here's exactly why. Right. So an example: years and years and years ago, we weren't even allowed to be on LinkedIn wasn't switched on. It wasn't anything that you were allowed to be on as a technology platform in your working day. Now, I know that that changed after I left the organization, but, um, you know, everyone's on LinkedIn now. That's how most people communicate to one another through LinkedIn. You know, technology's moved on so much. So the, the fact that we use technology as an enabler, whether we're using Dayforce as our communication channel to each other, because, you know, I've been out with one of my guys, they've done an amazing job, and I want to say thank you to all the people that supported, and I can do that in Dayforce, or whether I send an email, or whether I send a chatter, or whether I send, you know, there's so many different forms of communicating with people, mm-hmm. and I think the trick sometimes is working out what works best for the individual, because some people are great on email, I'm not so great if you ask my team. 
but don't ask my team. Um, I'm much better on on Messenger or text or WhatsApp or you know Dayforce. I'm on Messenger all the time and Dayforce. So that's the best way to get hold of me. But I think that technology advanced in the way it has and how everyone embraces technology now in the working day is actually so much more accessible. Back to the point that I raised about David is accessible like whether you want to drop him an email or LinkedIn, you can get a hold of David Ossip right now if you wanted to. And I guarantee you, he'd send you a response. That's, yeah. He's, he's all over responses. So, you know, but, but again, I think the technology helps us to do that. Whereas before, old world, used to have to make an appointment with the PA to be able to set up a call. It'd be a conference call. We'd all talk over each other for the first five minutes. So mm. we'd have really, you've seen all those sketches, mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. But but that was that was life ten years ago. Whereas now, get on video, have a chat. You know, actually see the person. You might be an ocean apart, but actually have the conversation. So, do you think that you, as a business, embrace again? I'm going back to this idea of as an organisation being innovative. Do you think you embrace those channels more than other organisations, or do you think that's just something kind of like the rising tide for all boats? Do you think that's just a thing across all businesses that we've generally seen more innovation come as a result of technology for all organizations we're, we're absolutely technology is definitely leading the way in terms of helping people to be different in their market space and that's across the board but i think as a tech player we've got more access mm. so you know i maybe have more channels than some of the clients that i've went and visited today mm. but that doesn't mean that they don't embrace technology they may be just limited to one or two whereas i might have 10 yeah. And but then if I'm getting notifications, notification after notification becomes noise after a while, doesn't it? Yeah. So, you know, like it's for me, it's not only just about what's the best way to engage someone, understanding that and then using that. There's no point in trying to learn and then ignore it and still yeah. sending them tons of emails that they're not going to respond to. But it's if you really want to adopt the culture of innovation, then make yourself accessible. Make sure that people can access you. And then when you know how the best way to engage them, what that access is, do it. That's perfect. Is that really simple? (laughs) No, no. That's absolutely spot on. Wendy, thank you very, very much for coming in to have a chat about, uh, again, how Ceridian fosters this culture of innovation. I feel like I've kind of used it quite a lot as a buzzword, but it is really, really important because I think a lot of businesses... Communication is the key thing, I think, um, to encouraging and communication throughout the whole organization is important to really driving this idea that you can be an innovative business. You can share ideas and belief, but it's been really, really good chatting to you. Thank you very, very much for coming in. I'm sure we'll speak to you again about uh, some other topics, no doubt, in the future. So thank you very much. Thank you. It's a pleasure.